Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? Well, with HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouthwater and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I'm a half Greek, so I love their pan-seared Greek salmon with roasted potatoes and tzatziki, but there's so many, so many recipes for you to choose from and pick your favorite. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Culture Pot with Hunter Bishop. Arango Productions Production. Hello and welcome to Culture Popped with Hunter Bishop, the best pop culture podcast you are listening to right now at this very moment and the unofficial podcast of Mike and Ike's fruit-flavored chewy candies. Gluten-free and fat-free and makes you perform better in bed. Not scientifically proven, but just trust us. Soon-to-be official sponsor of the podcast. Soon as they respond to our faxes. Anyway, Hunter is not here this week. Um, we just can't get him to stop playing Halo. He, uh, he got uh, invited to participate in this week's Halo Infinite multiplayer beta and uh, we can't pull him away frankly i almost didn't do this for the same reason but then hunter reminded me of all that he's done for me and i couldn't say no anyway we'll be your guest hosts matt and jonah say hello jonah hi i don't sign up for anything because i'm stupid i'm jonah okay um well uh we are back after a very long hiatus, it's been it's been a few years, but we're officially back with a new episode. Wow. Time flies. I know time flies. It felt like a week, but you know that's just uh, that's just how how life is. It just goes by. Anyway, it was a big week this week. Last week we had the Emmy Awards. Um, oh boy! Yeah, or as they'll be known from here on out, the Crown. Awards, the only award show in town that only gives awards to the crown. Anyway, uh, we also had a Nintendo Direct, and uh, we have lots to say about both of these events. Some good, some bad. Mostly bad. Yeah, mostly bad. Um, spoiler, if you liked the Emmys, turn off now. No, don't turn off. Keep listening to find out why you're wrong for liking the Emmys. Yeah. And if you liked that Nintendo Direct, I envy you. I envy you that you were able to find 40 minutes of joy there. There's there's about 10 minutes of joy. Yeah, there was 10 good minutes of that 40 minutes. Ten, Collectively, 10 good minutes. Yeah, it, there's 30 minutes where I, I didn't give a shit about anything that was shown. There's maybe, okay, 15. We'll say there's 15, collectively 15 good minutes of stuff at that Direct. 
and everything else. Okay. Everything else was either a waste of time or just plain bad. <laughs> um. Anyway, these video game event things need to go away because we don't need 40-minute events like this. Old. Just tweet it. Just tweet them. Just tweet out a trailer. We don't, you don't need to do a 40-minute event to tell us, hey, guess what? That Mario Party game we announced months ago? Well, it's here's some boards it'll have. Or, hey, it's going to be a new Kirby game. Hey, so this is going to be hey Bayonetta 3 that we announced five years ago. It's it's real. Here's some game. Just tweet it. Just tweet it. You know how yeah, it, you know how when a movie is announced, it just gets announced, and then it gets filmed, and then maybe like six, four to six months before it comes out, they just drop a trailer online? Yeah, there's no like, unless it's, no, no, even, Marvel doesn't do that shit. Even Marvel tweets about it. Yeah, just do that. Game industry, just do that. Trust me. If if your game is going to be big, yeah, if you're, it will gain attraction online. Yeah. No matter where if your you game, put it. If your game's going to be hyped up, it will be hyped up if you just drop a trailer randomly one day. Like, it'll get the same amount of hype as if... It might, it'll probably get more hype than if, when you throw it into these events because these events lump everything together and everybody's talking about everything at once and who cares, right? Just drop a fucking trailer. Anyway, bunch of nincompoops, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that later. But first, it is time for our weekly segment and it should be weekly because the word week is in the title gamer tag of the week this is where we give a special shout out some might even call it an award a very prestigious award others might call it a very meaningless award you decide uh but this is where we give a special shout out to a gamer tag that we ran into this week online every week it's a different one um, it's a special gamer tag, or special to us at least, because we just liked it a lot. It was the best gamer tag we came across, for whatever reason. Sometimes it's because it's cool. Sometimes it's because it's unique. Sometimes it's because it's funny. Sometimes it's right. sometimes it's all three. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah, we see them all yeah. over the place. <laughs> we see them on on PlayStation. We see them on on PC. We see them on Xbox. We see them on mobile. We don't really see them on Nintendo because Nintendo has terrible online and nobody's really playing online games on it. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, this week, the winner is Only Hurts a Bit. If you're Oh, yeah. Yes. I remember this guy. <laughs> Only Hurts a Bit. Um, can, you can't remember him? I can't, I can't remember where... God, it's been... We were playing Destiny. It's been a hazy week. It was Destiny. Oh, yeah. Destiny 2. He was in uh, Astral Alignment. Astral That's Alignment. Right. <laughs> he was yeah. He was on the team. We match made with him. Only hurts a bit. And usually when we see a, a gamer tag of the week caliber gamer tag, we spot it right away. This one it took us a bit. Like we were halfway through Astral Alignment before I noticed that his gamer tag was only hurts a bit because it was like one word and only the O was capitalized. Like usually when someone has a gamer tag that's com- pose of multiple words they'll capitalize each individual word so you know it's a new word because you can't like have spaces at least not on console um but i finally realized oh that guy's only hurts a bit (laughs) yeah i thought it was like foreign language when i first saw it 
I, I didn't even realize what it was. Yeah. But it's, a, it's a great name. I just thought it was like a random. I just thought it was like a random word or random characters or whatever. But yeah, it's a great name. Only hurts a bit. Uh, we have our theories about uh, what hurts and, and what that's about. Yeah. You can have your theories too, but we're not going to. Yeah. My theory, spread. my theory is that, um, my theory is that um, the the gentleman or gentlewoman behind this gamer tag works at Hertz Car Rental Service part time. So they only so they're at Hertz, but only for a bit. So they're only Hertz a bit. This is deep. Yeah, but someone had already taken. Only hurts a bit with hurts spelt like hurts car rental. So they had to spell it H U R T. So it, it yeah. so it so it makes it seem like it's only hurts a bit like ow, but it only hurts a bit. <laughs> but it's actually only hurts a bit because they work for hurts part time. They're only there a bit. I didn't even know that was a car rental service. So you learned something new. Maybe it isn't. Maybe I'm confusing it with something. I'm almost positive it is though. It might be. I, I just don't know. Hurts. It is. It is. Hurts car rental. God. Great, great lore for only hurts a bit. Yeah. If it's not real, just pretend it is. Yeah. And listen, if you're out there, only hurts a bit. If you're listening to this, please contact us and tell us if I am correct. We must know. We must know the origin of only hurts a bit. What hurts a bit? What is it? Yeah, we're here for you. Yeah. Anyway, that's Gamer Tag of the Week. Game Time for the next segment. Ooh, I like this one. <laughs> I know this is your favorite segment, Jonah. Yeah, yeah it never is the time allotted to it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. This is the segment where we never properly follow the allotted time. <laughs> but that's okay because that doesn't matter because it's not really about the time. It's, it's, it's about the soundbite. And, of course, that soundbite is the famous bone saw. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of heat time. Bone saw McGraw, Spider-Man 1, played by Macho <laughs> Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. This is three minutes of playtime where, um, as an excuse to use that soundbite every week, we go over, I don't know, the stuff that entertained us in the week. and We, we say that we're going to do it in three minutes or less, but we never do. Okay, you re- you ready? Go ahead. Okay. I saw old piece of shit. I saw both candy. <laughs> I love it. Just speed running through this. <laughs> I saw both candy mans. First one, very good. Second one, very okay. Um, when you say both, finished. do you mean like the original and the new one or like the original and then the original sequel? Oh, fuck that shit. It's the original and the new one. Okay. Okay. I saw... Um, I finished Superman and Lois. I catch, I caught up on Ted Lasso beside today's episode. Um, what else? I think that's about it. Any games? Yeah. No games? No, I, I, I've really been playing multiplayer games and I really haven't, I need to progress in my single player games, but you know, I know. It's hard I, I see you. Right I see you online playing GTA five online. Yeah. Being it's, being it's... part of the problem. <laughs> I... 
That's right, Jonah. When there's no GTA 6 and they're putting GTA 5 on the new consoles for when they're doing another re-release of GTA 5 and not making GTA 6, it's because of people like you who keep going back. <laughs> they look at that data. Why make 6? Jonah's still playing 5. I'm sorry. I'll probably play some tonight because everyone's getting drunk. And um, I don't know what I'm, you know. I got to finish Psychonauts. Uh, I, can't, I, I can't believe you haven't finished Psychonauts. I know. Ever since that B level. Scary. Okay. Kind of person, person doesn't finish Psychonauts. I'm almost. Um, three, you're three minutes up. Time now. Start. Okay, I watched the newest episode of Only Murders in the Building. Continues to be fantastic. I have one episode left of my Justified, and I'm going to miss that fabulous head of hair. Um, yes. I watched today's episode of Ted Lasso. Great episode. you got to get caught up. You're always an episode behind. I know. I have not seen any any movies this week. That's okay. I have been playing Deathloop. Lucky guy. It's very, it's very fun. Although, best, best time loop game. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, Majora's Mask is the best time loop game. Okay. Um, it's very fun. I'm very much enjoying it. Although I do have some problems with it. That's okay. Yeah, but I'm not gonna get into that now. Um, what else have I been playing? Oh, Life is Strange: True Colors. Been playing that. Big fan of the Life is Strange series. Everybody should play them. Halo Infinite as well. Yes, and I'm in the Halo Infinite flight. I don't know why they call it a flight. Just call it a beta, man. What's a flight? <laughs> I didn't know that that's what they called it. Yeah. Anyway, very fun. Love Halo. That was, you know, I think that was our most efficient three minutes yet. Yeah, it's because we just went through it. We just listed things and instead of talking about them. I know. And when you just li- could... when you list things instead of actually discussing the things on the list, it goes by much quicker. Yeah. Yeah. I that's why that's the cut of Schindler's list that I want to see where he just goes through the list. <laughs> oh god. And that's what I want. Yes. That's the version of that movie I'll watch when he just him reading through the list, just Liam Neeson reading through his list, the movie ends. Yeah. It's it people say people have been complaining all the time. You're going three minutes of play time. You know, I'll give you three minutes each, but it's like 20 minutes long. Yeah. Hurry the fuck up. No, we don't get any thing like that. But we we subconsciously we think we think about it, you know? Yeah. Even though we we specify at the beginning of the segment every time it's only called three minutes. So we can use that clip from Spider-Man. Yeah. And this is the one time it will actually be three minutes. Although and next week it will also be 20 minutes it, long. It might be over three minutes now that we've explained all of this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We've done it St- again. Over. We've done it again. God. God Mansplaining. Damn. We've we've mansplained to ourselves. <laughs> We're trying to justify. And to the list. <laughs> justified. Great hair. Great hair. I love that head of hair. Saw, t- saw Timothy Oliphant and... Uh, Mandalorian clips oh. at the Emmys, and I was very excited. Great great head of hair in, in The Mandalorian as well. Yes. Thank God he didn't wear that helmet all the time. Was he nominated for an Emmy for that? 
No, I don't know. Actually, I didn't see like the guest actor. Stuff. Yeah, so, no, I think he was, and then Don Cheadle was nominated for his two second appearance in Falcon and oh. Winter Soldier. <laughs> That's true. I, I mean, I'm gonna. I'll take. I'll I'm gonna boopity boop it. Who won? Okay. Who won guest actor? Uh, I think there was guest actor in a drama. Yeah, guest actor, outstanding guest actor in a drama series. When Probably from The Crown. Timothy Oliphant was nominated. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Courtney B. Vance won for Lovecraft Country. Oh, so that wins, but Michael K. Williams doesn't win. We'll talk about it. We'll, I, we'll talk about I it later. I see. We'll talk about it later. Timothy Oliphant should have won just for his hair. Honestly. They need to make a new award at every Hollywood award ceremony. <laughs> the Emmy for best be- the Emmy for best hair, the Golden Globe for best hair, the Oscar for best hair. Timothy Oliphant. Even if he's not in I it, mean, even I- if he's not in anything that year, he will always win that award just for I mean, I- just for being places with his hair. I ain't gay, okay? Not that there's a, not that there's anything wrong with that. But how is Timothy Oliphant not one sexiest man alive? I don't know. Just for the hair alone. Listen, I, I, I'm not gay, okay? But if I was, I've always said that if I was gay, it would be for Brad Pitt. But I'm adding Timothy Oliphant's hair to that list. <laughs> Just his hair. Just his hair. I'd have sex with his hair. That sounds weird, but... Not with him. We'll go with Not him. with him. Just the hair. <laughs> Just give me the hair. I want that head of hair. Anyway, I hope Timothy Oliphant doesn't listen because he might be creeped out by that. I hope he listens because I think I hope he listens. I think that he would enjoy our love of his hair. I think he'd get a kick out of it. He seems like I think a he cool listens. dude. He seems like a cool dude who would enjoy our my my love and appreciation of his hair. <laughs> he might listen solely for the fact that every week. We spend about five minutes going on about his hair. It's magnificent hair. One day I'd like to do a podcast dedicated solely to his hair. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just spend like an hour talking about his different hairstyles through the years in different things. We'll just, okay, we'll, just des- uh... we'll just describe in just describe in vivid detail <laughs> his different hairstyles. That's what I'd like to do one day. Maybe one day. Like Andy Kaufman did a, a show once. People thought they were going to a comedy show, and he just read The Great Gatsby the whole time. I'd be so pissed off. Oh, everybody walked out. I think except like two people. Everybody walked out, because that's, that's all he did, right? It was like, oh, come see Andy Kaufman. Now, it wasn't advertised as a comedy show. It was just advertised as come see Andy Kaufman, but they assumed it was a comedy show because he's Andy Kaufman, and he just read The Great Gatsby like from beginning to end. How long did that fucking take him? I don't know. But I'd like to do that with a podcast, but with Timothy Oliphant's hair. So we'll just like look at pictures of his hair and just describe it in detail. <laughs> For like an hour and a half. Okay. Special episode. <laughs> Special 100th episode. We're going to scrap the idea of our, our our other idea? Okay. Special 150th episode. <laughs> okay. I'm down. No, no, no. It's got to be more special than that. 200. Episode 200. When we get to 200, if we are still on this planet yes. for, for episode 200, that's what we're doing. We're just going to descri- spend the episode to celebrate our 200th episode. We will spend it just looking at pictures of Timothy Oliphant's different hairstyles throughout the years and vividly describing them to the, the listeners, ASMR style. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Book it. 
Yeah. That'll put butts in seats, pal. That's my Vince McMahon impression. It's pretty good. Yeah. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Too much water. Anyway, um, it is time for a very special segment of the podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, please sit down, get comfortable, turn your air conditioners all the way up, put your ceiling fans on medium low, take your pants off, but not your underpants, keep those on for sanitary purposes, take your socks off, because if you keep them on, we will knock them off. See what I did there? Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Take your shirts off, but keep your undershirts on, and if you do not have an undershirt, change your shirt into a t-shirt or tank top of some kind, or just wear your bra. That's fine, too, as long as it's comfortable, because you're going to need all the air and coolness that you can possibly get, because... Things are about to get so very hot, so very spicy, that Sean Evans contacted us about making it a talk show on YouTube with chicken wings. That's right. Not really. I'm talking about our famous segment. Hot This is hot takes with extra maple syrup. Yes, I made that uh, transition every week. I I try to do something special for hot takes. I made that transition. Usually I'm energetic. I made that one very, very sultry. I I always appreciate a good good buildup, you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is the segment of the show where we go over all the latest... And greatest, well, maybe not greatest, but all the latest and biggest pop culture news of the week. And we give you our hot takes on all those juicy, juicy items. But we don't just give you our hot takes. We give you our hot takes with extra maple syrup, real Canadian maple syrup, straight from the tree. Freshly sapped trees Mm. from the forest. Maybe a little extra sugar. Yeah. Maybe purified, put through whatever they do to make it. Yummy, delicious, Canadian. Yeah, hashtag yum yum. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, first order of business this week. Uh, the SEC is investigating Activision Blizzard over sexual misconduct allegations and improper disclosures, reports the Wall Street Journal. It has subpoenaed Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick among others in the company. When requested for comment, Bobby Kotick said, I know I shouldn't have taken business advice from my good pal, Jeffrey Epstein. Got him. Got him. He didn't actually say that. But he... I See... He might True have. story, though. Yeah, true... Not, true. Maybe. Yeah, he didn't actually say that, but true story about being pals yeah. with Jeffrey Epstein. He was pals with Jeffrey Epstein. That's on record. He was in Jeffrey Epstein's book, so... On record. Anyway, this isn't good for Activision Blizzard. The feds are involved now. Uh, you know what? Good. 
fuck Activision. Yeah. And Blizzard, fuck you. Your D two R servers are fucking horrible. I thought they fixed them. I don't know. I one of the streamers I watch is playing uh, Battlegrounds because he his game is like completely locked out. I heard that they fixed them today. They were they were yeah they were busted on release, but I heard they fixed them today. At uh, least. Okay, <laughs> not uh not for a streamer I watch at least. Well, maybe they just didn't fix them for that specific person. You did say it was a woman. No, no, it was, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a guy. Oh, you said she though. Oh, did I? Yeah, my mistake. Uh. If you play single player, you uh, it's fine, but apparently, but multiplayer they're having major issues. I know they're having issues when it on release, but from what I've heard in my pocket of the internet, it's mostly been fixed. But who's to say other pockets of the internet? That's true. Anyway, I agree. Fuck Activision Blizzard. Well, fuck the executives and the, yeah. and the sexual harassers. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, bud. But uh, all the good workers get a thumbs up from me because there's people at that company who... Are fine, good normal people. Yeah, who do good hard work. Yeah, and they just want to make their games without having their boss send them dick pics or whatever happened. <laughs> I'm sure that's yeah. I'm sure that's one of the things that happened. I'm sure that's one of a handful, a list. Mm-hmm. But let's not get into that. Well, in other Activision news, their chief legal officer has also left the company. Hmm, that's pretty sus, Matt. Yeah. Jump. I said that like a porn actor. <laughs> that's pretty sus, Matt. Jumping, jumping off ship before. Uh, I love it. They're in the mi- middle of a huge lawsuit, and the chief legal officer is like, "Yeah, I'm a head out." <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. I think uh, that's that's that speaks volumes. It's like, yeah. I can't defend this. I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. See ya. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it would be a miracle. I don't even, I don't know what's gonna happen. But I hope a lot of high-ranking people in that company are taken care of by the law. The law, and deservingly so. And by the law, I of course mean Judge Dredd. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dredd. <laughs> what? Uh, why? <laughs> I think they should be sentenced to a lifetime of having to watch the Stallone version of Judge Dredd oh, on repeat yeah, yeah. for the end of time. That would be miserable. Miserable. Anyway. Anyway, bad news for Ack Division Blizzard. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, oh. but yeah. Big lawsuit and their chief legal officer fucks off. So, what does that tell you? What's next? Um, what is next? Oh, more Activision, more Activision Blizzard news. Wow, big big week for Activision Blizzard. <laughs> yes, the executive <laughs> producer of Overwatch Two has left the company. Wow, good for them. Losses left and right. I hope everyone that gets that participated or in some way allowed this to happen gets fucking found out and you know be a fucking be a big man 
Don't be a pussy boy. Question is, did, did he leave because he doesn't want to work there anymore? Or did he leave because, yeah, I better leave before my name gets brought up? Yeah. You know, that's that's what's going to happen now. So you're, people are going to, you know, as people leave or get fired, I mean, getting fired, obviously, you know, pretty sus. But you're going to be questioned. Why did you leave? And they're, they can lie and say, oh, you know, I don't want to work for a... a organization that a company that allowed uh so much sexual abuse to go on i don't know it's it's nice to hear that higher ups are you know actually stepping down yeah or being taken down because change needs to be made like we've said before change needs to be made oh absolutely it starts at the top yeah it, it yeah i mean that's the top it's what needs to be changed yeah and some of the middle. So it's a, but definitely some of the it's middle. It's the middle that was festered from the top. It's a good start, for sure. Oh, oh. What's next? I forgot to mention something about the chief legal officer. Oh. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> well, she left, as I mentioned. But what I forgot to mention is that on her way out, she uh, went on record as to who she thinks should replace her. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. So Activ- who- Activision Blizzard chief legal officer, former chief legal officer Claire Hunt is her name. Left and said to replace her. She said, and I quote, "My pick would be Casey Anthony's lawyer, since he has experience getting extremely guilty people off the hook." <laughs> Got him. Got him again. I got him a second time. I, I thought you were going to say she wants her husband, Mike Hunt, to uh, to replace her. Because, you know, her name's Claire Hunt. <laughs> I got him. Mike Hunt wouldn't do good at uh, Activision Blizzard. He'd get harassed. You think so? Yeah, you're right. You're right. He, you see, Jonah, he'd get harassed because Mike Hunt sounds like the word cunt, and cunt is a... Um, <laughs> A naughty word for vagina, and vagina is something a woman has, and women at Activision Blizzard get harassed. I, uh, thank you for explaining that. <laughs> there you go. You can laugh now. The joke's funnier now that I've explained it to you. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on from Activision Blizzard before we get harassed. Yeah. On to some... For being a bunch of pussies. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, thank you. Uh, let's get on to some good news. Uh, All Elite Wrestling and the Owen Hart Foundation have entered a relationship to honor the late wrestling legend Owen Hart. The collaboration includes launching an annual tournament called the Owen Hart Cup, as well as the production and distribution of original Owen Hart retail goods, as uh, such as uh, T-shirts and stuff like that, as well as an appearance in the upcoming AEW console video game. That... I, I like I don't know. How, how, mm, yeah, I, I I'm at a loss for words because so much is going on over at AEW. Yeah. And all I think about is WWE. It's just the same guys over and over and over again. And yeah, they're some of their guys are great, but AEW has a whole roster of guys that truly are remarkable. Yeah. I mean, this isn't about uh, 
the guys over there. I mean, I guess it is because they're going to be the ones in the tournament. But this is more about Owen Hart and the fact that um, the Owen Hart Foundation is uh, is run by Owen Hart's widow, Martha Hart. And for for pretty much ever, she has wanted nothing to do with WWE. She's why he's not in the WWE. I believe so. Yeah, she's why he's not in the WWE Hall of Fame. She's why they don't sell any Owen Hart merchandise. She's why he's not in any WWE video games because she doesn't want anything to do with them and she doesn't want her husband's memory or legacy associated with them ever again. So the fact that uh, that AEW um, got her to trust them with his legacy is huge. I think deep down, I, you know, and I know, it has to do with a man named Vince McMahon. And AEW seems like a people company. And it just seems like you, if you go there and you offer something, you'll get what you're offering in return. And I don't see that in WWE. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why. And I, I, I think that, you know, Owen Hart's a legend. He is. The Hart name is synonymous with wrestling. I think that's proper word. Yeah, yeah. But Owen, Owen Owen Hart specifically is is a legend and he deserves to have his uh legacy respected. Mm-hmm. And it it he really hasn't because you know, again, his widow rightfully was like I don't want anything to do with WWE or whatever and so like what else can you do other than like have your own independent t-shirts or whatever. But the fact that okay, now he can be like his legacy can be um respected and honored on a, in a wrestling company that has like a weekly national television show and they have this tournament now and he can be in video games and he can have like proper merchandise. It's going to be, it's good. It's great. Honestly. Yeah. It's good. I, 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 <laughs> AEW man. Like when I watch AEW, I have to, like, I don't really, I'm not the type of person that, watches every week like Matt does, but I can get into AEW because it is so easy to watch. Like every, it's, because it's entertaining. It's actually fun to watch. Yeah, and they have where, coherent storylines. Yeah, where, where it's like, yeah, in, in WWE, they'll have like a storyline and then they just like, they'll drop it randomly and never mention it again or, because like, they, they change the show every week, like la, up last minute. And AEW, you can tell, like these things are planned out. Like, like I, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've watched a single SmackDown or Raw in the last like two years. SmackDown's actually pretty good. But I'll, no, I know, I know. Um, but I'll tune into AEW every couple weeks and stuff, and I'll, you know, when Matt says, "Oh, there's this on," and I, I I'll tune into that, and of course the pay-per-views. Like back in the day, we used to talk about NXT pay-per-views, how they were just so much better than the actual pay-per-view. Yeah. Because they were. That's what this... This is like NXT-level pay-per-views. And the last one had one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. The tag team match against with the uh, Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Uh, yep. I've never seen anything like that before. And my dad, who... I was like, just, you know, watch it. He was I wasn't even with him. I was at my mother's house, and he watched it by himself. Did he really? Yeah, that's how good this shit is. Did he enjoy it? He w- he did, yeah. and he would never watch like WWE by himself. By himself, at least. 
so that's that's why like AEW is is a great place for Owen Hart Foundation. Yeah, and uh, look forward to it. Look forward to seeing this. I'm hyped for this video game now. I was already hyped. Now I'm more hyped. No, I know this is. It, it's. It, I hope. Like what? It, I don't trust 2K. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, they're Fuck they're not doing the AEW game. No, I know. I know that, but they do WWE. Yeah, I hope that uh, Bret Hart is also in the AEW game. That'll be hilarious and amazing. Well, I mean, I don't think he's under WWE contract. Plus, he uh, on the first AEW show, he revealed their title belt. So true. So he's worked with them before. Not- so. Not the greatest relationship with the McMahons. No. And yeah, if he's not under if he's not under contract, he can be in he can be in the AEW video game. Come on, we gotta have Brett. We gotta we gotta have Brett versus Owen. We gotta recreate those classic matches. Oh yeah. Sorry, I didn't know what to say. Okay, or anyway. <laughs> uh, what what's next? Twitch and the music industry have come to an agreement to solve the DMCA problem. Are you serious? Yes. Their solution? You will now get a warning instead of immediately getting a DMCA strike. Are you serious? Yeah. That's it. That's, that's it. Now you get a warning. If you get it before, if you had, if the music industry caught you, you get an immediate DMCA strike. Now, if you're caught, Twitch will give you a warning. Hey, listen, you got caught. So take this down and don't do it again. I honestly thought you were going to say something that was like, oh, they, you know, they can actually play music on here again. Yeah, you would think. You would think. But that's fucking stupid. It is stupid. But you know what's stupider is the fact that DMCA, okay, the actual like like legal thing that like yeah. the actual legal like music copyright thing was uh, made in 1998. Was it? Yeah. Shit was outdated 10 years ago, and they're still using it. And this was the best solution they could come up with. We'll give you a warning now. Fucking stupid. It, it, I, I don't want to talk about it. It makes me angry. Let's move on. Wedding Crashers 2 has been put on an indefinite hold uh, because before the final script came in, Owen Wilson decided to star in Disney's Haunted Mansion reboot causing scheduling conflicts. I hope this gives them the time to cancel it altogether. Honestly. <laughs> like, maybe he saw the script and was like, yeah, no. Who knows? But uh, let's just, let's hope in the time it takes them to film Disney's Haunted Mansion, I, they just like, you know what? Nah. I, we can only hope. We can only hope. Anyway, that's it for hot takes. Yay, hot takes. Still haven't come up with the outro for hot takes. Ah, uh, we don't need an outro. Nah, nah, we don't need an outro for anything. That We just ramble on in the outro. That does it for hot takes. I'm Matt. This is Jonah. That's the way the cookie is. That's our sign-off. Because it's a, <laughs> that- it's a news segment. Every newscaster has a sign-off. That can be our outro. We just do a sign-off. Why not? Like, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Because, because, I think that's the way the cookie is. It's more on brand for us. Because (laughs) it's like, it's like, because the audience then thinks we're going to say that's the way the cookie crumbles. You know, quoting Bruce. That's the way the cookie is. Quoting Bruce Almighty. But then we just get it ever so slightly wrong. 
I love it. That's I'm a fan of that. That's been your pop culture news. I'm Matt. This is Jonah. Signing off. That's the way the cookie is. It's great. Anyway, <laughs> what do you want to talk about first? The Emmys or Nintendo Direct? Uh, Nintendo Direct, because I feel like the Emmys, I you know, we can end on the Emmys, and you know, everyone can leave angry. I think everyone's going to leave angry, regardless. You think so? <laughs> Maybe. Well, they might leave with the Direct. They'll might leave angry at our thoughts, not necessarily Maybe. the Direct itself. The Emmys probably the Emmys will anger them enough. Either way, people will leave angry. We'll leave angry. The listeners will leave angry. But we have each other, and that's what matters. Eh, whatever. Oh, don't say okay, that. Okay, fine. We'll start with the Nintendo Direct. Nintendo. Is it what you want to start with the Nintendo? Do you? I don't care. We should have planned this. Yeah, maybe. Let's have a let's have a audience poll. Oh, sorry. We don't have a live uh, audience. You're right. The audience says uh, the the uh, Nintendo Emmys. Emmys? Okay. I feel like that's what you want. I, Deep down, I don't, that's what I you don't want. give a shit. Anyway, the okay. Emmys were last Sunday at time of recording. I don't know when you're listening to this. Anyway, um, lots of things happened at the Emmys, mostly bad things. What do you want to talk about first? The bad things or the good things? Um, the good things. Let's start with good. Okay, the good things. Ted Lasso <laughs> won. Yeah. Should we just go through the winners first? I don't. You want to go through all the winners? Not all the winners. The important winners. You know, the ones people care okay. about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So, outstanding supporting actress in a limited or anthology series or movie: Julianne Nicholson in *Mayor of Easttown*. Bullshit. Outstanding supporting actor in a limited or anthology series or movie: Evan Peters. In Mayor of Easttown. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, though. Um, outstanding supporting actress in a drama, Gillian Anderson in The Crown. Outstanding supporting actor in a drama, Tobias Menzies in The Crown. Bullshit. Outstanding, Objection. Outstanding supporting actress in a comedy, Hannah Waddingham. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Outstanding supporting actor in a comedy, Brett Goldstein. Ted Lasso. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking way. Outstanding lead actress in a limited or anthology series. Kate Winslet, Mayor of Easttown. I mean, it could have been Anya, but... Outstanding lead actor in a limited or anthology series. Ewan McGregor as Halston in Halston. Bullshit! Bullshit! Uh, outstanding lead actress in a drama series. Olivia Colman, The Crown. She's great in everything. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding lead actor in a drama series, Josh O'Connor, The Crown. Uh, okay. Outstanding lead actress in a comedy, Gene Smart, Hacks. I heard good things. Outstanding lead actor in a comedy, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. Woo! Yeah, Ted Lasso! Outstanding variety special, pre-recorded, Hamilton. <laughs> I don't know. Outstanding Variety Special Live, Stephen Colbert's Election Night 2020, Democracy's Last Stand, Building Back America Great Again Better 2020. I'm just so happy he won something. Outstanding Variety Sketch Series, Saturday Night Live. 
There's two things in that category. I know. They should just eliminate it. Honestly. Or find other sketch series. There's other sketch series out there. I know. I know. Outstanding variety talk series, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Always. I thought maybe, honestly, even, John Oliver even deserves he, it. Even he wanted Conan to win. Everyone wanted Conan to win. Let's be honest, though. Conan didn't win an Emmy, but Conan won the Emmys. Oh, he did. We'll talk about that. Some of the shenanigans. We'll talk about that. Okay. Mm. Outstanding drama series, The Crown. Outstanding comedy series, Ted Lasso. Oh, I've skipped some. Outstanding competition program, RuPaul's Drag Race. Outstanding uh, limited or anthology series, The Queen's Gambit. Okay, that's it. There's other awards. Wait, that one? But that one? The Queen's Gambit won for Outstanding Limited. Yeah. Really? Yeah, but you didn't see. I Maybe I was in the washroom or something. Because I thought Mayor of Easttown was shooing after it won all the acting awards. What the fuck? I don't blame you for being in the washroom. This whole show was a bathroom break. You're right. Anyway, lots of things to discuss here, mostly bad. First off, let's talk about the good first or the bad first. The bad? Oh, the good. Okay, the good. The good is Ted Lasso won, rightfully so. Everyone, God, you know, in season two, there's so many characters that are adding on to, like, like the therapist in season two. Uh, Sam, uh, I'm not going to butcher his last name. Sam, just Sam. Sam. Sam, Sam, yeah. Um, basically, those two, those two have have their roles have increased. They're both amazing, and everyone got recognition this past year. And I would not be surprised if everyone got recognition this year because I think, and I humbly feel, that everyone is better in season two. Yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, Ted, all the Ted Lasso wins were warranted. Jason Stakis, good win. The show, good win. Brett Goldstein. Roy Kent, good win. Hannah, Hannah Waddingham, good win. <laughs> you, were you waiting for me to say it? Or? <laughs> I don't know what you were going to say. Anyway, all good. All very, very good. What else was good? Conan. Conan was great. Conan was the star of the show. If you don't know, okay, Conan O'Brien, bless his soul, went to the Emmys and he forgot to bring any single fuck that he had to give. <laughs> because he had none. With multiple shenanigans. Anytime the camera was on. No, even when the camera wasn't on him. Okay? Lots of shenanigans. He, he was funnier than the fucking host. Oh my god. He either... Listen, the, I, I've seen this said. He either uh, secured his hosting gig for next year, or he secured never being allowed back. Yeah, it's one of the other. Yeah, it's, he's either never allowed back or he's hosting it next year. I hope it's the latter because my God, what a what a gentleman! So first, first, first one was a little smaller. It's John Oliver wins, gives a shout out to Conan, and they show Conan on camera, right? And he's giving himself like a like a like a round of applause, <laughs> yeah. right? And then and then like he does the thing where like this realization slowly dawns on him that he lost. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. But but uh but the real shenanigans started later in the show. The the president and CEO of the Emmys came out to make a speech. Like they always do. And when he did, the crowd claps and he's up there and he's kinda starts to giggle. 
and why? Because you can you can hear it. You can faint if you look up the clip. You can faintly hear in the background, Conan screaming, "Yes, yes, <laughs> yes." <laughs> and then the camera pans to Conan, and it's right. It's Conan screaming, "Yes," and he starts to stand in ovation for the guy. And then after the stand in ovation stops, Conan continues to stand, and through this man's entire speech stands and salutes him <laughs> they didn't I, they didn't cut to him as much as i thought they would because they wanted it to be on the the president but you just knew because there was this there was like a, a minute or two where he was very serious and that he couldn't and keep then he started place. laughing and then they cut to conan and he's standing there saluting first he was holding the salute and then he kind of did like the the multiple like john cena salutes just and apparently from people there like he was he did that the whole speech <laughs> he's so great dude that's just incredible what a troll but that's not where it stopped no but i just like that might be the greatest troll i've ever seen maybe he means it and he's just trying to book a gig for next i week, don't uh, next year. i think i think it, he was trolling the guy i think he's gonna i'm gonna start a big stand and ovation and salute this man the president of this award show yeah but everyone actually did like everyone got up for the standing ovation yeah i don't it, he, i don't think I, I i think the stand ovation i don't think people understood that they thought oh i don't I, know i think oh okay standing ovation. okay we'll stand right i don't think but and then the saluting was like just him the saluting was the cherry on the troll Sunday. You might be right. I think. Yeah. He he went into that award show. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but um, I actually thought that uh, he, because he did one more thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, when Stephen Colbert won his, his uh, live special Emmy. What's it, what was it? Uh, best, for, uh, best variety special live. So it was a live show. He won for best live show. Conan came up with the crew, some of the crew yeah. of Stephen Colbert. Colbert and like and the writers or whatever, like staff of the show who were there, they all came up to stage, including Conan, who does not work on Stephen Colbert's show. But he came I honestly thought he did for the special. <laughs> no, I was like, he didn't. When I first saw him. <laughs> he didn't. So so they so they win. They call Stephen Colbert's name. Colbert gets up, they're all congratulating each other. Colbert and, you know, Conan gives him a hug, you know, because they're friends, right? So you think, oh, he's congratulating <laughs> his friend. But then he walks up with them. <laughs> and they all get on stage and Conan is there screaming, yes, we fucking did it. <laughs> we fucking God, did it. And he's clapping and he's cheering and he's got his arms around two of the writers <laughs> and he's got the he's got the big stupid Conan grin on the whole time. He won the M. He won the M. It's just for sure. just incredible. He he went to that award show thinking, God damn, this sucks. I'm gonna troll them. He he was responsible for some of the best moments. Some of the only good moments. Pretty much the only truthful. Pretty much the only good moments were Ted Lasso's wins and whatever Conan was doing. Because like Cedric the Entertainer, the actual host. The first, the first like monologue he did in the opening was great. Um, 
and the first monologue he did was funny. And then it just went downhill. Everything else he did was absolute fucking cringe. That's a shame because I like Cedric the Entertainer. I do too. But like he just – I don't know if it was – like because he was legitimately like funny in his monologue. Opening thing, Lil Dicky comes out. Um, he's he's singing. They they have mics around the audience. You know, sing. It's a sing along kind of thing. It was great. Mm-hmm. Great great opening. Monologue funny as hell. And then and then he starts. Everything after that sucked. Yeah, the the first thing after that was he was like, oh, you know, uh, there was stuff filmed this year that, uh, you know, they they cut my stuff out. You know that bullshit. Yeah. And then they cut to the. The um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers parade, and he's on this little dinghy, and it's it's just so cringe. Well, thank God we had Conan. Yeah, yeah. The spirit of Norm Macdonald lived in Conan that night. Thank goodness. Uh my God! Again, he's either never getting invited again, or he's hosting next year. And I God, I hope it's, <laughs> I hope it's him hosting. The last time he hosted was two thousand six, and I I think everybody, please look it up. Look up his intro look up the opening segment to conan's uh emmy hosting gig like 2006 it's terrific it's like a skit where he he's like heading to the emmys and he gets lost in like each of the shows that are nominated that's pretty cool right so like he's in lost right and it's conan on the beach right it's like i gotta get to the emmys then he goes to the (laughs) then, then he's like then he then like he goes down a hatch and he he comes out the ceiling of the office, right? And he's like, I got I to gotta get to the Emmys, right? And then he looks at Pam, and then he does the head interview. I think Pam's pretty cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I'll, I might give that it's a, that it's, a it's a great skit. Then he's like in 24, <laughs> talking to Jack Bauer. Much better. Yeah. It's a great skit. Very funny. But uh, anyway, the bad stuff. On to the bad. On to the bad stuff. The rest of the show was the bad stuff. Um, okay. Uh, I guess the crown. The crown. Like I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know. Okay, I don't know who the nincompoops are in charge of the Emmys, but I think they're the only people on earth who watch the crown and care about it this much. I think it's British people. Uh, I don't even. I don't think British people care this much about the crown. Does the crown? I don't think the crown wins this many British awards. My God. Here's my here's my thing. I don't know what like in the drama series. I don't know who would have won what. Yada yada. All I do know is that in supporting actor, not only is Michael K. Williams uh, unfortunately passed away this past yeah you know couple months. Very sad. He deserved he deserved it. He did deserve like it. hell. He did. They didn't give it to for him. Lovecraft Country. Absolutely, and they decide to give it to someone I never even fucking heard the of. Crown, and it's like all the all four winners in the drama categories, all British, all white. Not that you know, I I don't want to get all political here, but it was just like surely, not everybody was this great. If I watch that show, I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna be like oh well. Uh, the, the Princess Diana was so great. She deserves to win. The it. Crown, well, 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 to me, seems like a PBS show with a higher budget. Like they fell for, like it is. They fell for this this shit 
hard and it was obnoxious how much like they won every single drama category is ridiculous it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous like Ted Lasso won a lot and people joke like oh the crown and the Ted Lasso won Ted Lasso didn't have lead actress it didn't win like best directing best writing even though I believe it should have it didn't win that stuff the crown it won everything even though it's just based off of fucking the royals uh, british the british kardashians the, the british kardashians the royals are the british kardashians it's a dramatized version of keeping up with the kardashians like i don't i don't the shit has been played out over and over and over again how good can this be like oh you know princess diana there's a movie called fucking spencer coming out is that going to win everything probably not kristen stewart no one might gives win. a shit She's getting rave. She's she, getting rave reviews for her performance. I'm just tired of you know people. To be fair with the Princess Diana movie, people cared about Princess Diana. She was a very popular figure. It's like, and she died tragically the, the, because she didn't wear a seatbelt. The the royals, I just don't care about. And people can say, oh, you know, you haven't seen the show, you don't know. I'm not going to watch a show about royals. How is the crown nominated and Peaky Fucking Blinders isn't? Yeah, has Peaky Blinders ever been nominated for an Emmy? No. Fucking bullshit is this? It's one of the greatest shows of all time, not just on television. In my opinion, I'll tell you this: it's one of the greatest shows of all time. This is my opinion, okay? This is my theory: the Emmy voters don't actually watch half of these shows, so they just gave it to the crown because it's the only thing they watch. Like Peaky Blinders is is the best show one of my favorite shows and it's never been nominated for an emmy is it because it's on i mean it's on bbc but it's also on netflix like netflix gets it right i don't get it oh crown's on netflix it's it's the netflix show you know what i just realized can we stop talking about the crown for a second because this is what i just realized lin-manuel miranda was nominated for outstanding lead actor in a limited or anthology series or movie. Yeah. Hamilton is none of those things. Hamilton is a is a filmed version of a play. There was a lot of people not like uh David Diggs, um Anthony Ramos, uh, some other people. There was more people nominated for for Hamilton? Yeah, so you know, you know how we feel about the Crown. Hamilton, now, Hamilton is not a show or a movie. It's that's like saying, that's like filming your kid's high school play and submitting it for Oscar contention. <laughs> it's not a movie. It's not a show. It's not a series. It's not a limited series. It's not an anthology series. It's not a TV movie. It's nothing. It's they they filmed a play. They put on a, a play, yeah. and they happen to have a camera rolling. Also, now, I love Ewan McGregor, and I don't know who the girl is who won Supporting Actor, but Catherine Hahn and Paul Bettany were the strongest in their categories, and they should have won. Eliz- Elizabeth Olsen, I, like, who Kate beat Winslet Catherine or Hahn? Anya, I, some person from Mayor, Mayor of Easttown. There was no other person that could that deserved it other than Catherine Hahn. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany, I'll agree with. I don't know about. Uh, I don't know if if I want to say Catherine Hahn is the only one in her category who deserved it. 
No, I, know. I, I think that she was the front runner. But I mean, Paul Bettany, I agree with. Paul Bettany was the clear standout. Elizabeth Olsen um, had Anya, Anya, Anya Taylor Joy, Princess Peach. Yeah, Princess Peach, and Kate Winslet. And so I was, not, I wasn't thinking, you know, she's gonna win. I thought that's an incredible long shot. But Paul Bettany was, I thought, was a shoe in you and McGregor, he's great and all, but I never even heard of this show. I've never seen the show. I've never heard of the show. I haven't seen it on any news articles that we follow. Matt's never seen it on any news articles. I've never look at the I've news never seen anyone talk about it. I have never seen this advert. I've never seen this on Netflix. It's a Netflix thing. I've never gone on Netflix and had this pop up. You know how when Netflix releases one of their things, it pops up? Like yeah. front row, like right when you log on. Oh, watch this thing that we made. I never saw this. Me, so like I, I don't understand it. It has a sixty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, with an average rating of six point one six. So it's not even that good. Yeah, it's just his. That's not good. It's angry. just That's his performance. Critics don't actually care for the show. They just thought he 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 gave a good performance. I don't know. They just hate superheroes. I, don't know. I like Ewan McGregor. I, of course, I do too. Yeah, that was the Emmys, and that's how we feel. No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> hang on. There's two other things to complain about with the Emmys. What was that? First off, okay, the director of The Queen's Gambit won an Emmy for directing The Queen's Gambit. Did you see this? Oh, my God. Did you see it? I did. This motherfucker comes on stage with two full pages, single-spaced, and he read the whole thing. They played him off three times, and he refused to leave. And it wasn't even an interesting speech. I, um, I thought yeah, The Queen's Gambit was remarkably directed, and he, he deserves it. But when I saw him unfold the page, I'm like, okay, that's, you know, he, he kind of got, was prepared. And then I saw him, it just, you know, it, it, then you saw it was two pages. It was two pages, and, single spaced. He read off you, of the pages like a, like, you remember, you know, back in, the, back in school, you'd have to do PowerPoint presentations and like mm-hmm. nobody liked watching them because most stu- most kids just like read off the PowerPoint presentation word for word. Yep. That's what he was doing. He was reading off of his single-spaced pages, word for word, <laughs> reading off the paper. The music plays him off the first time. No, no, turn that music off. I'm not done. He continues his boring... Listen, if you're going to read a two-page speech and get played off three times and refuse to leave, you better have a damn interesting speech. He did not have an interesting speech. You are not even a... Like yeah, you you it was great. You're recognized for your for your achievement, but it's not one of the big categories. Like what you're doing is gonna make it so that lead actor in a drama in uh, the Crown is not gonna have time to do that shit. Now yeah. everyone else is gonna have less time. It's incredibly rude. You're deciding to be a selfish cunt. It's incredibly rude. Okay, and uh, this guy he doesn't even have the common decency to slip in a single joke into his speech. No. no joke, no interesting tidbits, no funny anecdotes. It was incredibly cringe. It was a boring you speech. Could just feel... He wouldn't stop. 
he rudely i know a lot of people say oh you know these actors they're they're being you know these industry people they're being rewarded for their accomplishments in their industry so it's when the music plays them off it's kind of rude they should be given the time that they need yeah but it's a show that's live on television they have to keep time so they should not be able to just stand up there and blather on for however long they want for winning an award and the rules are there for a reason and when you rudely say shut that music up i'm continuing my two-page single-spaced speech then frankly that's incredibly rude to all the other people (laughs) all the winners after you because now you got more time than them because you chose to not follow the rules and read your two full-paged, single-spaced speech. Uh, what's the other thing that peeved you? I should hope this peeved you, too. I know this peeved you. Okay. The nincompoops. I don't, the nincompoops I don't know. at the Academy. We all love Jason Stakis, okay? I'm very happy he won. But. Yeah. This category, Outstanding Lean Actor in a Comedy Series, okay? Yeah. Woefully, irresponsibly, outrageously, and egregiously left someone out. Who? I think you know who I'm talking about. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> what happened? Sorry, re- restart. I, was, uh, I, I zoned out for a sec. Jonah, you can't be zoning out. On this podcast, you're the co-guest host. Do I have to find a new co-guest host? No, don't throw I got people please. lining up my backyard wanting to co-guest host this podcast. Just just, just start... I don't know. I don't know. Go, come on, Matt. Come on. Scatterbrain. I'm, Can't be scatterbrained on the podcast. Sometimes. Okay. You just can't help. You need to unsmooth your brain. I know. I know. Got a smooth brain over here. Okay. You know who else is a smooth brain? The Emmy Academy, who outrageously and egregiously snubbed somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Alan Tudyk. That's correct. Now, again, I'm happy Jason Stakis won, and he deserves to win. But they say it's an honor just to be nominated. But you know who should have had the honor of being nominated? Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Who by far, other than Jason Sudeikis, gave the second best comedic performance in a television show this year. And he refused to acknowledge him. Acknowledge Alan Tudyk, you cowards. Bullshit. It's bullshit. Alan Tudyk, remember the name. Remember thy name. You should know his name. He's been in many a things over the years. He's an accomplished character actor. Very talented man. Very talented. You can see his talents on full display in the television program, Resident Alien, in which he plays an alien who looks like Alan Tudyk because he stole someone, he stole a human's body. And it's a great, hilarious performance that deserves to be recognized by the Academy. If for nothing else, than his amazing delivery of the best 9-11 joke ever written for television. <laughs> for shame, so Emmys. Sucked. For shame. shame. Shame circle for the Emmys. Shame. 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 Anyway, 
On to Nintendo. Yeah, why don't we uh, skip to the juicy bits? <laughs> On to Nintendo. Some juicy bits. Nintendo Direct, more like Nincompoop Direct, am I right? <laughs> Nick Nincompoop. Why do you keep saying Nincompoop? Because there's a lot of Nincompoops. Yeah. It's a Nincompoop-filled week. Anyway, uh, there's Nintendo Direct this week. It was 40 minutes. It should have been 15, and we'll tell you why. Yeah. Okay. At this Nintendo Direct, <laughs> they announced a lot of things. First announcement is Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. This is a DLC expansion to Monster Hunter Rise, releasing in summer 2022, announced with a very quick CG trailer that tells us almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be a big expansion. Yeah, but yeah, could have been a tweet. Could have been a tweet. Next up... Mario Party Superstars, obviously we already know this is coming out, it's coming out in October, previously announced, but they had the decency to show us some new, some, some, some boards, they're not new because this game is a collection of, uh, it's, uh, it's not a collection, this game is like a greatest hits of classic Mario Party boards, and they took time to show us some of the boards that will be in the game, such as Woody Woods, Yoshi's Tropical that? Island... I don't even know where some of these are from. I think they're like I can't remember. They're from I believe. I'm pretty sure they're getting all all the boards in in the game will be from the first three Mario parties. Three was is so like I don't remember shit from three. I remember three. I don't remember any specific boards from three, but I remember some mini games from three because Mario Party Three was the first Mario Party I played. It was actually one of the first video games I ever have a memory of playing. There's a mini game in there where you have got to chase and catch a chicken. And the first memory I ever have of playing a video game is playing that mini game as Waluigi. Anyway, uh. Woody Woods, Yoshi's Tropical Island, and Horrorland will all be featured in the game. They also showed off. I thought I remember seeing Spaceland a while back. That was in the first trailer. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how many boards are in, but these are the three they showed in this trailer. Uh, they also uh, showed off uh, Mount Minigames, uh, okay. which uh, features minigame-only courses uh, with modes like Survival, where you compete against other players to get the longest win streak, or Tag Match, where you uh, play minigames cooperatively. All boards and minigames mean- support online play. Oh, that's That's cool. good. Something the last Mario Party should have had. <laughs> the last Mario Party also, also I, should have had more than four boards. I I just think that it's why are they making this? They know the formula that we love so much, and each one tweaked a little bit. But after like seven and eight, it started to get like, uh, what what are you guys doing? And then now it's like, you fucking ruined it. Ruined Mario Party. Well, hopefully, you're trying to make. Hopefully, this is hopefully, this is just what it's being advertised as, which is basically remakes of the classic Mario Party boards. Yeah. And mini games. I'll be. So it'll be good. If if that's all it is, it will be pretty damn good, and better than the last one. Yeah. Although I guess you're right. It would have been good if they just instead of what they're doing, just make a new Mario Party. With new boards and good mini games and lots of boards. Yeah. Instead of being like, let's 
do a Mario Party where we just remake 10 old boards in the minigames from the first three Mario Parties. Well, let's just make 10 new boards and good minigames. But anyway, you know, anyway. Uh, this looks fun. I like Mario Party. We all like Mario Party. It's got online, so we're definitely going to play this more than we played the last Mario Party. Yeah. Um, but this could have been a tweet. Yeah. Especially considering this game's already been announced. So it could have been a tweet. Uh, yeah. Like most things. Yeah. Anyway, did you see this one? Voice of Cards. The Isle Dragon Roars. I didn't watch this because I was like, ah, oh, this doesn't... I only watch, like, the stuff that really interests me. But I saw this. I saw... Uh, well, this is a card-based RPG where everything in the game is represented by cards. Ah, oh, that must interest you a lot. You love card-based games. No, and this is the uh, this is the worst form of it because literally everything's cards. <laughs> like if you saw, if you saw the if you saw the trailer, the gameplay is literally okay. You have a little piece that walks on like a table full of cards. Yeah. Right? And then I guess wherever you land is a card, and the card is like a person you talk to or whatever, and your character is a card, you know, and like it's all cards, and then the combat is card battles, and like it's all cards. No. Cards, 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 cards. I hate it. I hate it. Anyway, could have been a tweet. The only card, yes. the only card based game I have any interest in is Lost in Random, because that looks fun. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's real time combat. Yeah, I play Hearthstone, but yeah. <laughs> no, Hearthstone is like a card game, which it's I, I have no interest in. I have no interest in those types of games. It's like, okay, you have, yeah. you have a deck, and you take turns, and your card is gone. It's like, okay, like, no. I, most, I mostly play uh, Battlegrounds, which is like auto chess. But that's besides the point. Let's continue. Okay, Disco Elysium, the final cut, is coming to Nintendo Switch. On the eShop, October 12th, and a physical version is coming in early 2022. Great great for uh, fans of the game who want it on Switch, or for Switch owners who have never played it. Could have been a tweet, though. Yeah. Great game, great game, but this could have been a tweet. Everything could have been a tweet. Yeah. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity Expansion Pass Wave 2 comes on October 29th. That's great. Could have been a tweet. I just never trust a second expansion pass. <laughs> It's always worse than the first. Yeah. Anyway, also uh, from people I know who've played it, they, they weren't that fond of the first one, so I can only imagine yeah. that if the second one's worse. Okay, Here, here's something that did actually interest me. Yeah. Chocobo GP, a Final Fantasy kart racer. Did you see this? No, I didn't because I wasn't. I didn't realize it was a kart racer. <laughs> oh my god, you missed out, man! Okay, this is a Final Fantasy kart racer, um, featuring you know Final Fantasy characters that you know as racers, in- including a Chocobo. Okay. Um, if if uh, you don't play Final Fantasy, you don't know what a Chocobo is. But no, no, I have no clue. <laughs> A chocobo is like a big bird that you basically in the Final Fantasy universe is is like their version of a horse, but it's like a big bird that you ride on. I think I got a chocobo in Assassin's Creed Origins to ride on. It was like a crossover. Oh. Well, yeah, that's it's a chocobo. They're very uh, adorable. But yeah, this is so Chocobo GP Final Fantasy Kart Racer, and okay, in addition to power ups, each racer has their own unique special ability that you can use. 
That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, and it will feature up to 64 player tournaments. Jesus Christ. What Nintendo? Yeah. This will be exclusive to Switch and it comes out in 2022. Look, I love me a good kart racer, and Mario Kart 9 isn't coming out for a while, if ever, but uh, I'm all for this Chocobo GP. Mm-hmm. Okay? And when you know what, Jonah? When you have time, go watch the trailer, because now that you know it's a kart racer. I do. And I, I know do. you don't... I know you have never played a Final Fantasy, but who doesn't love a good kart racer? Honestly, a good kart racer is always good. Yes. So this was a good announcement that I enjoyed... And this was part of the 15 minutes that was worthwhile. <laughs> Having said that, it could have been a tweet. Everything could be a tweet. Um, oh, here's something. Uh, they announced that the final Smash Ultimate character will be revealed October 5th. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's actually Waluigi. Yeah. We'll find out October 5th. They'll have a, a separate thing for that. So they announced that here. Could have been a tweet. Okay. Here we go. Uh, next one, also part of the solid, uh, also part of the uh, the positive uh, fifteen minutes, out of out yeah. of forty. Kirby and the Forgotten Land is a new three D Kirby game. This looks fantastic. I love Kirby. I love the way this looks. It's been too long since we had a three D Kirby game. This is incredible. Uh, it's set in an abandoned civilization. Comes out spring twenty twenty two. God, that's. A f- I, I love Kirby. Who doesn't love Kirby? I'm so used to the side-scrollers. I can't even remember the last 3D Kirby game. I feel like the last 3D Kirby game was like Nintendo 64. Or maybe it was... I feel like the last 3D Kirby game was like that... You could drive... I can't remember. You could drive around and... I, I can't remember what it was called. Kirby game where you could drive around? I don't remember... I, I have such vivid memories of it, but I can't remember what it's called. You want to boopity boop it? It would take too long. It's okay. I guess. We'll, I'll figure it out. Um, yeah. I, 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 I feel, I've, I don't know. I don't remember any 3D one. I feel like the last 3D one was Nintendo 64. It might be. But you might be right. Maybe there might have been, I don't know. Maybe there was a 3D. I don't think there was a 3D one on the GameCube. But... Uh, Again, I could very well be wrong. Yeah. Um. Anyway. No, wait a minute. Kirby Air Ride, is that what you're thinking of? It might have been, yeah. Yeah. Actually, wait a minute. Was Kirby 64 a 3D platformer? It was in 3D, but it might have been a side-scroller. I don't even remember. This might actually be the first full sure. 3D platformer Kirby. Because Kirby Air Ride was a racing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this might be the first 3D Kirby. Like 3D platformer Kirby, not side-scrolling. Anyway, I love Kirby. And canonically, he's the most powerful being in the Nintendo universe. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's going to outlive us all in the apocalypse. So Indestructible. Anyway, Animal Crossing New Horizons will have new content coming in November. What new content, you ask? Well, if you want to know, you'll have to watch an Animal Crossing Direct in October. Honestly, I don't get it. Why waste time? Could have been a tweet. Just tweet out. An announcement? Just 
just send out a tweet. There will be an Animal Crossing Direct in October to go over new content coming in November. Why? Why? Why do you have to pad out the 40 minutes? This could have been a solid 15. Nincompoops, I say. Nincompoops. Anyway. It, honestly, it's inconceivable. Inconceivable! Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Mario Golf Super Rush is getting a new free update. Wow, so excited. Koopa Trooper is now playable, and Ninji is now uh, playable, as well as two, the fuck? I don't know, as well as two new courses. The free update is available now. Great. Could have been a tweet. <laughs> I like Mario Golf. Next. Uh, it's great that there, it's getting free updates. Could have been a tweet. What, like? Could have been a tweet. Could have been a tweet. It's like there's like, oh, 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 we, no, this has to be 40 minutes. We must put stuff in. Like, no, it doesn't have to be 40 minutes. It doesn't. <laughs> Nothing has to be 40 minutes. Nope. And Matt made me want to ask me to watch the whole thing. There was no way. If I have to watch the whole thing, you should too, Buster. I watched the PlayStation whole thing. I was, but that was good. That was good. This one. But also everything at the PlayStation one also just could have been a tweet. True. But everything could be a tweet, right? Yeah. I am getting a little sick and tired of these gaming presentations, but. I'll rant about that after. Next up, yeah. Disney Magical World 2 Enhanced Edition. Did you see this? Um, no. <laughs> Obviously, this wasn't... I the See, I the article I went to had the biggest announcements, and uh, this wasn't classified as big, or I just skipped it and forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Okay, Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition. Uh, this is a, a port of a 3DS game. Where, where oh, wow. you, I guess as your me character, or I don't know if it's a me character, maybe you just create a character. You explore Disney World, you hang out with Disney characters, I don't know. I guess you live in Disney World or some shit. I didn't even know there was a, a, a first one, well, let alone a second, well, let alone an enhanced version of the second well, one. Well, they were on the 3DS, like I said, this is a port of a 3DS. Anyway, it's out this holiday. I'm sure this will be fun for like big Disney fans and kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, maybe this is like Animal Crossing Disney or like The Sims <laughs> Disney or like, I feel like it's one of those style games, like a life simulation game based on the trailer where you just yeah. go hang out with Disney characters and just do random shit and dress up in Disney costumes and, but could have been a tweet. Could have been a tweet. Could have been a tweet. Anyway, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is coming to Nintendo Switch November 11th this is that's this is the original not the remake because <laughs> the the remake number one isn't out by november 11th and there's no way it will be able to run on the switch this is the original it's coming november 11th to switch exciting for switch owners but i will post a warning here you can download this game if you have an xbox because the original is backwards compatible yeah. And you can download it on the Xbox. And on the Xbox, it is $5 cheaper. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Helping us all out. Legitimately. Yeah, so if you, helping if us you, all out. Listen, if you don't have this and you want it, if you want to play it portably, great. Get it on Switch. If you don't care about that and you have an Xbox, you'll save 5 bucks. You're welcome. Thank you. Anyway. Great game. One of the best RPGs of all time. Could have been a tweet. Uh, next up, 
Dying Light Platinum Edition comes to Switch October 19th, and when Dying Light 2 releases, it will come to Switch through the cloud. <laughs> wow. Could have been a tweet. Yeah, could have been a tweet. Next up, Triangle Strategy is a tactical turn-based RPG in the HD2D style, you know, of Octopath Traveler. Any game, any, any type of game that I want to play is based off of a shape. Triangle strategy. Well, the game's not based on a shape. It's just named after a shape. Yeah, but it's not interesting. It doesn't grab me like the name triangle. Oh yeah, it's a terrible. Strategy. It's a terrible name. It's a terrible name. That actually is like the worst fucking name ever. Tri- yeah, triangle strategy. You know what the, the 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 worst part is when they announced this. They announced it as Project Triangle Strategy, and they said that's a that's a working title. Right? They don't have a title yet. And so they thought that, and they're like, what should our full, what should our actual title be? Well, let's just get rid of of the word project. I feel like we talked about how shitty this name was before. Yeah. yeah. See, but I gave it the benefit of the doubt before because it was was a working title. I was like, that's not going to be, that's not going to, that's just what they're calling it now while they develop it. That won't be the actual title. Hmm. But it's basically what they titled it, and it's a dumb fucking title. <laughs> anyway, it's an HD 2D game, so it looks gorgeous, but it's dumb. It's a dumb title. Could be good. Don't know. <laughs> it could be good. Well, again, um, um, you you know Octopath Traveler. You know that art style. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll look good. Um, unlike Octopath Traveler, which was just a straight turn-based RPG, this is a tactical RPG. Um, so you, whether you like tactical RPGs or not, uh, it will really determine if you, if this is for you or not, right? Like you might, I mean, based, uh, based off the name, I think I can't yeah, yeah, like, allow myself to buy it. I know. Like, I know some people might see this and be like, oh, it looks like Octopath Traveler. And it's, it's like made by the same kind of, you know, people. It's like a spiritual successor, Octopath Traveler. So they think, oh, I like Octopath Traveler. I'll like this. But if it's, it'll play completely different. So if you don't like tactical RPGs, don't get this. Or if you refuse to own a game with a horrendous title like Triangle Strategy, don't get this. But if you like tactical RPGs and you don't mind the worst title since Bal in Wonderworld, <laughs> comes out March 4th, 2022. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, next. Next up, they showed a new gameplay trailer for Metroid Dread. Comes out October 8th. You know what? That's not Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, but this looks cool, though. It's 2D Metroid. It does look Everybody cool. Everybody loves 2D Metroid. Anyway, great that they showed a new trailer. Could have been a tweet. We've seen... Could have been... They've announced it at a previous direct... They've shown a bunch it's of... It's like the third direct it's been announced at, actually. I swear to God. It's not even announced. It's, it's the third they one. They didn't even give us any really new tidbits or anything. They just showed another trailer. But they've been showing trailers in tweets since it's been announced. Just do that again. I don't know. This didn't need to be 40 minutes. Nincompoops. Anyway. You're right. Uh, here's some news. Nintendo Switch Online is getting a new membership plan added in late October. Did you hear this, Jonah? No. This wasn't in the biggest announcements article you read? No, it was This was definitely not. Well, then whoever fucking wrote that article should be fired. 
Why? What's what's the plan? New membership plan being added in October. This new plan includes Nintendo 64 games on the Switch Online service. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did see this. Oh. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, select N64 games will be playable with up to four players locally or online. Okay. Sega Genesis games are also included in the new membership plan. You can continue using your existing plans if you want. Uh, you can change to the new plan from your current plan. They are going to share more details, including the the price at a later time. Um, hopefully soon, because they say this comes out in late October. Um, they will also be selling wireless N64 controllers and Genesis controllers to use with the games. Um, the controllers will sell for $49.99 US. The N... The N sixty. I know people complain about that price, but 50, 50 bucks is a pretty standard price for a wireless controller. Yeah, but not for like N sixty four controllers, like some of the worst controllers. Yeah, the N sixty four is a terrible controller, but again, it's a wireless controller. It's a standard price. Yeah. No, no, I'm not complaining about the price. I'm complaining about like oh, the, who would who would buy an N sixty four? Use people who want to use um the you know like a N sixty four controller. I guess so. Listen, I have an N64, and I have to use the N64 controller if I want to play N64 games on my N64. But I'm very glad that I won't have to for these games. (laughs) Fuck that controller. Anyway, uh, N64 games that will be included when this launches are Mario 64, Mario Kart 64. Can Can you believe this? We can play Mario Kart 64 online. That blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Star Fox 64, Yoshi's Story, Ocarina of Time, Winback, Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario 64, and Sin and Punishment. Sin and Punishment, I might add, uh, on the N64 only came out in Japan. But now we can all play it. A lot of Mario. A lot of Mario. Uh, That's what's included on launch. Um, but they're going to add more, of course, uh, and they showed off some of the games that they'll be adding later, including Majora's Mask, Banjo-Kazooie, Mario Golf, Sweet. something else, I don't remember. Um, now they just need to add GameCube games, because those shits are fucking expensive. Honestly, man, add GameCube games. I think eventually they're also going to add Game Boy games to this, because the rumor before this Direct was they were going to announce a new membership with Game Boy games. Uh, but they didn't. But I think they're gonna. I think they're still gonna add the Game Boy games. They just didn't announce it yet because they figure N sixty four is a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, Sega Genesis games on launch will be Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcores, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Echo the Dolphin, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, Fantasy Star Four, Rise Star, Shining Force. Shinobi 3, Sonic 2, Streets of Rage 2, and Strider. Okay. Good variety. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's it for that. I've, I wonder if they'll ever be... I wonder if they'll be able to add... Um, I assume... Like, they're adding Banjo-Kazooie. So Rare has clearly let them add Banjo-Kazooie. So I assume they could also probably add Perfect Dark. But do you think they'll be able to get the rights to add Goldeneye? Oh, that would be... That's tough. Could you imagine? I don't even know who they have. Could you imagine if we could play Goldeneye online? 
That would break the... I don't know. It wouldn't break the internet, but it would be fucking unbelievable. Split screen Goldeneye online. We don't even have to go to each other's houses anymore. And we don't have to use an N64 controller. <laughs> I might actually be good at the game now. Nintendo, please. I don't know who you have to contact. Go... Please, contact Amazon. I guess Amazon now, because Amazon owns MGM. Contact Amazon. Contact the Broccoli's. Contact Pierce Brosnan. Contact whoever dick you need to suck to get Goldeneye on Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Please suck it. Suck it good. Suck it suck dry. It hard. Suck, it, suck it hard and dry. Cradle of balls. Anyway. Stroke the shaft. <laughs> swallow the gravy. God, that was very vivid. That's a quote from Tropic Thunder. I, uh, I did not know that. Yes, when but... they strap Jack Black to a tree because he wants to get to the drugs, he's like, let me go, I'll suck your cock. And he says that. Cradle the balls, uh-huh. stroke the shaft. Then he says something else that I forget, and then he ends with, swallow the gravy. <laughs> uh... Anyway, anyway, next they that? announced the Shadowrun Trilogy, a collection of... Uh, Shadowrun games, which are classic cyberpunk-themed RPGs, coming to Switch next year. Could have been a tweet. Everything could have been. Even the Nintendo Switch Online stuff could have been a tweet, if I'm honest with you. But yeah. but that announcement I liked, and that counts as part of the good 15 minutes. <laughs> what, the Nintendo stuff? Yeah, the 64 stuff. Anyway, next up, okay. they announced Castlevania Advanced Collection for classic Castlevania games uh, from the Game Boy, uh, all regional versions oh, wow. are included. It is out now, all of them. Could have been a tweet. It could have been t- very excited for Castlevania fans. Castlevania, great series. Great series, one of the best. Yeah, and and these are classic Game Boy games that you can now buy. I think I, I don't know if it's a if it's an actual collection. You have to buy them individually because I've seen people online, like they're like downloaded them but they're like individual so i don't know if you have to buy them individually for mm-hmm. but either way very exciting uh out now good announcement but yeah could have been a tweet next next, next up is act razor renaissance it is an renaissance it is an hd remaster of the snes game act razor this is a combination so yeah side scroll and action game and a top-down city builder that's an interesting combo. Yeah, it's like an RPG. Um, it includes new stages and boss battles as well. It is out now. Out now. Could have been two. Yeah, could have been two. <laughs> uh, Deltarune Chapter 2 is available now as a free update to Deltarune Chapter 1. Could have been a tweet. Could have been a tweet. Uh, then they showed a quick sizzle reel of a couple of games, including Hot Wheels Unleashed, which comes out September 30th. Surviving the Aftermath, which comes out holiday 2021. Shin Megami Tensai 5, which comes out November 11th. And Wreckfest, which comes to Switch in the fall. Listen. Oh, and Rune Factory 5, which comes out March 22nd, 2022. Listen. If you're barely going to give a game three seconds in your direct, don't put it in the direct. Not needed. Okay? Listen, I'm I'm very excited for Hot Wheels Unleashed. Okay. Yeah. But if you're just gonna throw it in there for five seconds, ten seconds before cut into another game, and by the way, during this montage, there was they didn't there was no voiceover. They wouldn't talk about the games. It was just here's a ten second clip with the title of the game and the release date. 
Okay, if you're not yeah. if you're not going to give us information, if you're not going to if you're not going to give it the proper time, don't put it in the direct. If you're not going to give it respect, if you're just going to gloss over it, it doesn't need to be in your showcase. Yeah. Fuck you. Anyway. Sorry. No, don't. No, it's okay. Anyway, the next thing, actually I'm going to skip the next thing cuz I want to end on the next thing. Okay. Uh Splatoon 3 uh, got a new trailer showing gameplay. So this is good because now we finally have some Ooh. gameplay of Splatoon 3. And it looks like, you guessed it, Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Which is a great thing, I by the way. Love I, love, I love the Splatoon I love Splatoon. I lo- yeah, I love the gameplay. I love the style. Anyway, it takes place in Splatsville. It has a uh, the single-player story mode called Return of the Mammalians, which will focus on the return of mammals to the world of Splatoon. If you don't know the lore of Splatoon, it's run by, like, squids and octopuses because it's, it's, it's a post-apocalyptic world where all the mammals are dead. It's very sad. It's, it's, it's actually quite fucked up, the Splatoon lore, if you look into it. But, yeah. Anyway, looks great. Very excited. I'm very. I got Splatoon two. I didn't play it enough as I should. I felt like the the single player wasn't as good, or wasn't. Yeah, this very it wasn't, good. It was okay. It wasn't. I hope the single player in Splatoon three is much better. But the multiplayer is where it's at, and the multiplayer of Splatoon two is fantastic, and Splatoon three looks like more the same, but you know, yeah. new, with new weapons and abilities and more refined. Very fun. I'll say this. I remember we tried to play Splatoon together. A few times, and this is I, one of th- I think we did. Yeah, yeah, this is one of the things that bugs me with Nintendo Online, is that we we couldn't group up like like we we'd play in the same games, right? But there was no guarantee we'd yeah. be on the same team. I think I remember that. Right, so sometimes you'd be on. So sometimes we'd be on the same team, and sometimes we'd be against each other. And again, because fucking voice chat is so fucked up on Switch, it's either oh. It's like it's so convoluted on Switch. So it's like you can use the the stupid app, right? But then how do you get? Then you gotta right or like or Discord or whatever. But it's like okay. But then I can either hear my friend or I can hear the game, but I can't hear both unless I have like a splitter mm-hmm. cable. But like the controller to the Switch doesn't have an aux cord, so the splitter cable has to reach all the way to the Switch if you're on your TV, and it's it's a whole fucking thing. And I anyway. and I hope that's fixed in Splatoon three. Dear God, yeah. Splatoon three. If I'm playing with my friend, I expect to be on the same team every time. Yeah, honestly. If I'm grouped up with my friend, unless we specifically say we want to play against each other, I want to be on the same team as the friend I'm grouped up with. I play with Matt, not against Matt. He's my co-op partner. Yes. Anyway, the voice chat thing won't be fixed because it's still the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. yeah, but at least fix that. If we're grouped up, we should be on the same fucking team. Anyway, Splatoon three looks great, and that's part of the good fifteen minutes. But it also could have been a tweet. <laughs> anyway, finally they ended with uh, Bayonetta three. Did you see this? I hope you did. Yeah, hotter in HD. Yeah, I love me some Bayonetta. This looks awesome. Bayonetta three was announced in twenty seventeen. With a title card. They showed a title card, Bayonetta 3, and said, we're making Bayonetta 3. And then five years of silence followed. I need to play the first two. Yeah, you should get them. Um, they're both on Switch. 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so looks great. They showed a trailer and they showed gameplay. Gameplay looks awesome. So that's good. It's good that they didn't. F- yeah. It's good that they didn't follow up their five years of silence with just a CGI trailer. <laughs> I thought. I definitely thought it would be, but I'm yeah, glad they showed actual showed gameplay. gameplay, and w- it comes out 2022. So we don't have a firm release date, but God, I hope it actually comes out in 2022. You never know nowadays. Honestly, you just never. know. That's what I'm trepidatious because, like, we got fi- we got an announcement, then we got five years of silence. At least after five years of signs, give me like a spring 2022 or a winter 2022 <laughs> or something. Don't just give me 2022. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, right? no, no. To me, when you just hit me with the 2022 means, well, we're not quite sure. <laughs> we think 2022. Yeah. Anyway, very exciting. Definitely part of the good 15 minutes. But again, could have been a tweet. This next. Okay. Next, the last announcement. Last announcement. I was trying my darndest. To not spoil this, because Matt told me they oh, they released the the news for who's going to be in the Super Mario movie. Yes, they announced the cast of the Super Mario movie. And I was trying my darndest to um to not get spoiled because I wanted to be like I wanted Matt to like for, to tell me on the podcast and have a genuine reaction. You know. That's... However, it's it was everywhere. Yeah. I couldn't avoid it. Yeah. Just tell me what your genuine reaction was. Okay. Um, Chris well, Hang Pratt. on. First of all, the movie comes out December 21st, <laughs> 2022 in North America. They don't have a release date for like Europe or Japan, which is weird because Nintendo's Japanese. Okay. Here, I'm, I'll break it down. Break okay. it down quickly because we're, you know, we're running yeah. long. And also, I, I just want to say also, last November, we had an episode of this very podcast where we fan cast a super mario movie and i think we did a better job and so i'm we're going to compare our casting okay and, so chris and Pratt you you can as, tell us like on twitter if you think that we did a better job or not but i think for the most part we did yeah i think so yeah chris pratt as mario how did you react he's got he's got a lot of charisma i thought at first uh, you know, uh, Chris Pratt, lot, great voice I, actor. I watched a lot but, of uh, reaction clips of people who, like, watched this on stream or whatever, and tons of laughter when this popped up. Just tons of laughter. I just I just don't see Chris... I see Chris Pratt as, like, an Emmett, you know, from Lego Movie. Hey, guys. Not Mario. It's me, Mario. Yeah. I'm gonna save the princess now, just, you know? Just get Ryan Reynolds to play Mario. I like Chris. No, I like I like Chris Pratt. He's a charismatic actor. I love he's Chris. A, Pratt. He's a good actor. He's a he's a good leading man. He's got a good presence, good sense of humor. My God, he's not Mario. No, unfortunately not. Who did we cast? We cast John C. Riley. Did we? Yeah. I think that would be that's great. <laughs> God, that's great. Yeah, I, I, some I, people might I, I, say, well, John C. Riley also isn't really a Mario type, but I think John C. Riley has it in him to do the voice. I do too. I think he's he's got it in him. And, you know, Chris Pratt has, you know, Chris Pratt has, has got his, his own, you know, like, he's Emmett, you know, he's Star-Lord. It's all kind of the same shtick, right? Yeah. I think John C. Riley could pull off a Mario. He doesn't have, like, a, mm. a, a shtick. He does different things in different movies. Right, he's in Boogie and Talladega Nights, so he's got range. <laughs> he does. Anyway, okay. P. 
Peach. I just want to say. I just, on your I just want to say about Mario. Chris Pratt is either going to not do an Italian accent or going to do a very bad Italian accent. Yeah. I hope he doesn't do an Italian accent, to be honest, because it's just going to be But cringe. then what's Mario going to sound like? A guy from wherever? Yeah. Where's, where's Chris Pratt even from? I don't, Kentucky? I don't, I don't know. Oklahoma? Chris, um, Chris? America. Chris Pratt. He's from Virginia. Virginia, Minnesota. Okay. There's a town in Minnesota called Virginia. <laughs> um, okay, Peach. In St. Saint, Saint jo- Louis County. So in Minnesota, there's a St. Louis County, and in St. Louis County is a city named Virginia. My God, what is up with you, America? <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> anyway. Anya Taylor-Joy's Peach. Peach. Yeah. I think it's a good cast. Yeah, this I don't mind because, you know, Peach is whatever. I, Peach doesn't have like a distinct voice. She's a rising star. Yeah. She's going to be massive. As, she's yeah. going to win awards. Do you awards. think Peach will be British? And No. no. Uh, she b- rarely does British accents. But she is British. Even in Peaky Blinders, she plays an American. <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy was in Peaky Blinders? Yeah, you didn't know she's Michael's wife. That's Anya Taylor-Joy? Yeah. What? I can't believe it. Oh, my God. What? Did I just blow your mind? Oh, my God, it is her. (laughs) Yeah. My God. How did I not know that? Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, she's so hot. And then I I searched it up, and it's like, oh, it's Anya Taylor-Joy. Who the fuck is that? And then now she's like massive and she's going to be a star. She's like a mega star. How did I not know that was her? Honestly. She has unmistakable features. Anyway, she is British though. No, I know. Isn't she? Do you think? I think so. I've heard her in interviews and she sounds British. She is. I think she's a whole bunch of stuff. Anya Josephine Marie Taylor Joy was born on April 16th, 1996. In Miami, Florida. I I think she has she's all bunch a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, she holds American citizenship because she was born there. Her father is an Argentine of English and Scottish descent. Her mother was born in Zambia to an English diplomat and a Spanish mother. She lived with her family in Buenos Aires until age six when she family relocated. To London. She was born in America, then lived in Buenos Aires, then moved to London. And her dad is... She's a bunch of shit. Yeah. What a mix. Anyway, good cast. Good casting. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm fine with I'm it. I'm fine with it, too. Who did we cast? We cast Rachel McAdams. Uh, both good castings, honestly. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Anyway, uh, Luigi will be played by Charlie Day. I mean... He's he's got the neurotic, and I feel like Luigi's a little bit neurotic. So I wasn't too mad at this, but I I can't even remember who we casted, and I feel Will like Ferrell. we did a better job. Absolutely, we cast Will Ferrell. This is a this is a Will Ferrell John C. Riley animated. I movie. see Great Charlie Day more cast. as a Toad than a Luigi. Honestly, honestly, but Toad is canon. It's black. He's black. Is he? I don't know, because they casted Keegan-Michael yeah, Key. Yeah, Keegan-Michael <laughs> Key is Toad. We cast Danny DeVito. I mean, 
I like our casting better. I love my. I, I love Keegan Michael Key. I'm sure he can do a good toad. But if I'm being honest with you, Charlie Day would be a better toad than he would be a Luigi. Yeah. Um. Next up, Bowser will be portrayed by Jack Black. Amazing. I don't. Couldn't couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. I like this casting. However, I like our casting better. I mean, Keaton, uh, first off, Michael Keaton. We, yeah, we cast Michael Keaton as Bowser, and we did cast Jack Black. We cast Jack Black as Wario, which is, which I just think that I think that's a better use of his talents than Bowser. And I think, yeah. I think I love Jack Black. I think he's going to do an amazing job. He's going to be a great Bowser. I think our casting's better. Michael Keaton would be a better Bowser. Michael Keaton. As like a Beetlejuice-esque Bowser. Yeah, incredible. He be, he's so good at being... He evil. can be funny and menacing. At the same... It's, at the it's sa- great yeah. casting, I, but I love Jack Black. I love Jack Black, Black so too. It's, so I'm it's good casting, but we we did better casting. Because we still had Jack Black in our movie, but we also had a better Bowser, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Anyway, um, Seth Rogen portrays Donkey Kong. Yeah, I don't know. I don't this like one. this one. I like Seth Rogen. I don't like this. I I agree with you. I don't. I just. I don't know about this. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Who Listen, did we cast? I just want to before I tell you who we cast. I'm sorry. I liked Seth Rogen. He's gonna talk, and we're all gonna. It'll be Donkey Kong, but nobody's gonna see anything other than Seth Rogen. Because yeah. all we're gonna hear is Seth Rogen. He's gonna do a he's I, gonna I, do a Seth Rogen laugh. His high stoner Seth Rogen laugh. Yeah, it's an unmistakable laugh. He'll never not be Seth Rogen. It won't be Donkey Kong. It will be Seth Rogen. Yeah. Anyway, we cast John Cena. It's great casting. I think yeah, <laughs> I think that's good because John Cena's got a good voice. It's recognizable, but it doesn't overpower like the character, right? I th- I think it's perfect casting. I think so as well. Anyway, um, Kamek will be portrayed by Kevin Michael Richardson. I, not, I, I know the name, but I can't remember. He's a very prolific voice actor. Okay. Um, he. Did we even cast a Kamek? We did. We cast Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, did we? Because Matt Damon is, uh, guess, it, like, features in everything. Yeah, and, we, and then we had uh, Ben Affleck as Lakitu. Oh yeah, love yeah, love that. Uh, I don't know if Lakitu's in the movie because they didn't announce the cast, but I think he'll, he'll. Obviously, he's a voice actor. He'll do good. He actually uh, in Halo Two, he played the um, the big uh, final boss brute guy. Oh, really? remember the guy who we were like that guy sounds like Gaul from D- Destiny Two. I wonder if it's the same guy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's like a he, yeah. That's, he's done tons of voices and tons of things. So he he'll do a a good job because he's a voice actor. But I think I like Matt Damon better. <laughs> of but, course, Matt Damon. But no, I think he'll he'll do good. Anyway, um, the next two we did not cast in our movie. Okay. Okay. So uh, Fred Armisen plays Cranky Kong. Okay. And Sebastian Maniscalco plays Spike. I hate Sebastian Maniscalco. What? Yeah, I think he's unfunny. Okay, we're not friends anymore. Oh, don't say that. How do you not think he's funny? I just don't like him. Maybe it's because I relate it to my dad's ex-girlfriend, who I just absolutely hated. 
and she he was her favorite comic and i every time he like they would watch shit and her obnoxious laugh like it was it, i don't know my god he's then, so funny then there's one time there's one time where he hosts the MTV awards and then that's why i fucking hated him that's mostly why that's why i hated aquafina too cuz the first time i saw her she hosted the MTV no, awards oh he's so funny he was terrible host of the MTV He's Awards. such a funny comedian. His stand-up is so maybe, good. Maybe I'm just watching the wrong stuff, but like the MTV Awards were so fucking no, bad. No, his stand-up is so good. I saw him live once. Funniest, hardest I've ever laughed. Like I'm a, I'm a Jim Je- Jeffries guy. Don't say we're not friends. because What does know, Jim Jeffries have, have to do with Sebastian Maniscalco? Because, you know, they're both comedians. I know, but there's a completely different style of comedian. I, I don't know. I Maybe I'm not watching the right stuff, but I can't force myself to laugh at stuff. I'm sorry. I don't know how you don't find him funny. I don't know. He's so funny. I'm sorry. You should relate to his jokes, too. You don't like people, and he always complains about people. <laughs> no, I know. I don't know. Like I said, maybe I haven't watched the right stuff. But that's, let's continue on with the actual topic. I don't know how we can continue on at this point. Okay. I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do? I don't know, man. Should, should we wrap it up? I guess. I feel like we're ending on a bad note, and I, I'm a little depressed. Okay, um, and uh, with the awkward silence, this is very awkward. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at RealMFresh. That's, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JonahIsGracious. You can follow the real host of this podcast, Hunter Bishop, on Twitter and Instagram at TheHunterBishop. You can follow this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you're listening to right now, subscribe. Give us a review. Give us a five-star review. Might be our last one. Don't say that. Go to our blog. I'll leave a link in the episode description. Leave us a voice message. I'll leave a link in the episode description. Did I mention that you should give us a five-star review? You should probably give us a five-star review. Even if you hated us, you should give us a five-star review. Yeah. Okay. And subscribe and tell your friends and family to listen also. And tell Mike and Ike to sponsor us. Yeah. How do you want to end it? Um, it's not you, it's me. Your culture has been popped by Hunter Bishop. This has been a Long Go Productions podcast. Will John and Matt patch things up before next week? Will Hunter have to find two new guest co-hosts? Will Hunter be here next week? Will Jonah ever find Sebastian Maniscalco funny? Find out next week. Same culture-popped time, same culture-popped channel.